Welcome to There is a Method to the Madness. My name is Rob Maxwell. I'm an exercise physiologist and personal trainer. I'm the owner of Maxwell's Fitness Programs and I've been in business since 1994. All right, so we're getting ready to wrap up the year of 2022. Today is Friday and today's topic is a question from a person all the way from Pennsylvania. Pretty far from me since I'm in Florida. Her name is Margaret and she asks as to what are some suggestions I have for helping people who are elderly when they stay at home, they're kind of indoors a lot to continue to exercise, work on their ADLs, and what are things caretakers can do to help them. And I think that is a great question and I will definitely elaborate here in a second. Before I get to that, I want to thank our sponsors, Jonathan and Lynn Gilden, the power couple of real estate here in Volusia County. They are with the Gilden Group at Realty Pros. They currently have over 275 star reviews on Zillow. They're absolute grinders, whether you're selling your house, buying a new one, give them a shout. Their information will be in the show notes. Again, gildengroup.com. Okay, so now to the question. So, one of the most important things I think we do here at the gym, and it's been a mission of ours for a very, very long time, is to teach and preach about ADLs, activities of daily living. I've said numerous times on this show, and I've said numerous times to my clients and on social media, how important it is to keep the body strong. It is so imperative to keep the body strong. And we do that through exercise and most specifically functional strength exercise. I think every reason to go to the gym or for the gym to come to you is a good thing. In other words, you know, there really is no such thing as a bad goal. I will say this though, that when people call up or inquire about working out and they're a little bit older or maybe they're inquiring about their loved ones who are a little bit older and they say, you know, I just know they need strength training or I know I need strength training. I need it for balance. I need it to do my daily activities. I need it because I'm afraid I'm going to fall down. I don't want people to have to do too much for me that I can do for myself. Whatever. When that is the goal, we light up here because that's something we know absolutely we can help. We know the person can get better. We have seen it over and over and over. Getting stronger feels so good. And I'll get more into that in a second. Just finishing up this little point here. It's when people call inquire about weight loss and things like that, sure we can help. I mean, absolutely we've helped. We've helped people lose over 100 pounds before. Of course that can happen. It's just so much more difficult. It is just so much more difficult. And the difficulty is so much higher. I think I was trying to say that both of the things at the same time. So the bottom line is with strength training and ADLs, we know we have to exercise and specifically we have to do functional strength training. 
with trying to help somebody lose weight, as I talk about in my book that's just been released, You Can't Outrun a Poor Diet, so much, if not all of it, is diet. And then we can't control that. We can control giving you the book, selling you the book. We can control helping you with meal plans. We can give you suggestions. We can help you count calories, but we can't do it for you. I mean, we can't do the strength training for you either, but we can meet you here and make sure that you do it. So our part, we can handle. So ADLs for us is a lot of fun. We love it because we see the difference in people. I've told a little story before, but I'm going to tell it again. And some people maybe don't appreciate it as much as I do. But when I had my gym in the Spruce Creek Flyin, which is a residential community here in Volusia County that people own airplanes and literally can fly into their backyard. It's a little airport here. Uh, I was there maybe 10 years, maybe just under 10 years. And you know, all the years I've been in a certain place were good. And there was one client I had there for many years. And then she followed me to where I'm at now in Port Orange. And uh, she's still kicking, but she's in California now. So I'm sure she's still exercising. But she was older a long time ago. And when she came in for her consultation, because, you know, her friends or she saw the ad, I don't know, came in and said, you're going to laugh at my goal. And I said, what's your, what's your goal? I mean, I doubt I'll laugh at your goal. And she says, I just want to be able to vacuum my house without pain because I can't stand dirt. It drives me crazy. I like to do my own housework. And every time I use my vacuum, my back hurts. And I thought, wow, that's, you know, pretty cool. Somebody wants to be able to do a job that a lot of people never want to do or they put off on to somebody else. And I said, well... You know, I know for sure that if we make your back and every other muscle and joint stronger, you're going to be able to vacuum most likely without pain and do all these other things without pain. So it didn't take more than, say, a couple weeks. And part of it might have been the placebo effect to know she was working on it. And I always make sure I educate why things work. You know, that's why this is the method to the madness. So I think that puts confidence in the people. It might help with the placebo, but it also works too. Like, you know, sometimes we're too quick to say, oh, it's a placebo effect. It's like, so what? It works and it worked, you know, it's working because of the thing that supposedly is the placebo. So the reality is both work, meaning strength training works, but if you believe it's going to work, it's going to work even greater. That's very, very important to have faith in what we're doing. So it probably took maybe a couple weeks and she started saying, you know, my back pain is less. My back pain is less. And, you know, I started vacuuming and I think I'm going to be okay. And then months go by and she's, we both forget about the goal because it's like, it doesn't come up anymore. Her back doesn't hurt when she exercises. She never complains. I said, Hey, by the way, how's that, you know, vacuuming going? She goes, Oh, I vacuum all the time. No big deal. And I also do this. I'm up and down the stairs all the time. I do this. I move the couch. I'm like, wow. So to me, that's like a really cool story because those are the kind of things that people really forget about how important they are. And I always say like, we don't realize like how important our back is until we hurt it. And I don't know if any of you have ever hurt your back out there before, 
but like when you hurt it, it's debilitating. There, you, it's not just your back that hurts. Like you can't really do anything. It's hard to put your own shoes on. It's hard to tie your own shoes. It's hard to, you know, slip your pants on and off. Whatever. Let alone vacuuming, scooping the cat box, cleaning the toilet, uh, whatever. And if you have a job that requires manual labor, you know, you're you're going to be in some trouble. So, it's so important to keep that body strong. And so many injuries happen because we're not keeping our muscles strong. If we keep our muscles strong, they're going to support our body and we're going to be able to do things. There's a cool study that was done by Wayne Westcott and I forget his partner's name and I met his partner once. I had the pleasure of having Wayne Westcott come to where um, I live here in Central Florida and and he spoke at a function I was putting on and it was really cool because Wayne Westcott is uh, you know one of the top exercise physiologists in the country and he did a study here in Volusia County I think it was West Volusia County like near Deland at a nursing home and they had the residents who were wheelchair bound start to get assisted exercise from their caretakers there the nurses or whatever um, you know, whoever was watching over them. And they kept it real brief and they kept it very simple. And I don't remember exactly what they were, but I think they were three exercises. And I know one of them happened to be a leg press. And the other two were most likely upper body type exercises. But they, uh, with assistance, were able to do these exercises. And the majority of the people who were in the wheelchairs basically due to uh, older age, fatigue, lack of strength, you know, those types of conditions. They just didn't have the strength to really walk anymore. They were then able to get up and walk a little bit more comfortably with support. And studies have shown that we can hypertrophy, which means gain muscle even into our 90s, and we continue to get strength all the way through as well all right so those are so those are pretty cool studies so the moral of the story is to answer the question from margaret in pennsylvania is so what can people do at home as they're getting older and maybe they can't get to a personal trainer or a place that's got quality training and maybe they do have caretakers that can assist them so The answer is there's a lot of exercises that can be done at home. I suggest if somebody's older and they're they're used to having people around that they don't try to do the exercises without help. Um, If somebody is, is functional, meaning they're already on their own and they get along just fine, but they are older and they're looking for exercises to do at home, then they may not need this spotter, so to say. But if you typically do have somebody that helps you, I would wait to do your exercises until they get there. But there's a lot of things we can do. One of them is sink squats, I like to call them. So basically it means, let's say the person is in a wheelchair, not all the time, but they use it to get around and it's safer. Like they can walk, but when they're by themselves, they're in the chair a lot for safety reasons, okay? Or let's say the person isn't in one, 
but their walking is a little um, risky. In any event, so put the wheelchair like in front of the sink, back it up maybe a foot or two. Put a chair, if that's not the case for you, like a kitchen chair in front of the sink, you know, obviously with, with the back facing out. And have the person or yourself grab the sink because it's nice and stable and supportive. It's a should be a very nice hard counter type sink and it's stable like I said and it's the perfect height to reach straight out if you're sitting down and grab and simply position your feet underneath yourself like underneath the chair um, like you would a squat and basically that's what you're gonna do. You're gonna get up, you're gonna sit down, you're gonna get up, you're gonna sit down and the stronger you get the less you hold on. So maybe at first you're holding on with a death grip because you're scared and hopefully your caretakers behind you spotting you or standing by your side, whatever, with a gate belt or whatever. And but at first maybe you're holding on with a death grip and you're standing up and you know you, you've done a few and you're tired, that's okay. You know, next time you do it, try to do more reps holding on with the death grip. Uh, as you get a little bit stronger, try to get up to 20 reps. And when you can get there, and again, I just arbitrarily said 20. I mean, that's just a good number. But the point is that after you get to a fair amount of numbers, a number of reps holding on, then you start to decrease that grip strength a little bit. In other words, maybe you get to the point where you're only holding on with one hand. And then after that, maybe get to the point where you just kind of keep your hands ready to grab the sink if you need to. And then you do as many as you can. Now... I can't state how important this particular exercise is because whenever I teach, you know, middle-aged or younger people even, you know, the squat, I say, look, this is an exercise that is critical for you forever. This is the movement of getting out of a chair. This is so important to be able to do. This is a squat. So when we get to the point we're older and we, we can't necessarily do a traditional gym squat, we can still do these types of exercises and it will help the person's ability to function when they're on their own. The stronger they are, even if they require caretaking all the time, the more they're able to help the caretaker help them because they have more strength and they're just going to feel, I'm saying they like it's, you know, you know, something out of, you know, nowhere. I mean, I mean, my mom was in this situation, you know, it, it's not like it's, you know, people get older. It, it happens. It's, it's okay. So everybody's going to feel so much stronger when they start to get stronger. Like you feel really good about yourself. You don't feel like such a burden. And that is so, so important. So I can't stress the importance of this one exercise for starters. Something else you can do. I think gait training is very, very important. So gait training is walking training, but typically we tend to call it more gait training when somebody is more confined to a wheelchair or their walking is limited. Now this can be done with a walker, without a walker, or you know, if you're you know able-bodied, so to say, and you're just maybe getting a little bit older and, and vulnerable, and we have clients like that that are afraid to go on their walks they used to go on so you know not only are they missing out on that cardiorespiratory exercise they used to get but they're missing out on training those muscles that they used to be able to train by walking so gait training is great it's a matter of just 
if you like are the able-bodied one that does walk but and you don't require assistance you know put a chair at one end of the room a long room hopefully a hallway whatever put a chair at the opposite end get up walk to it sit down do a squat get back up walk to the other chair sit down do a squat now when i say do a squat that's a squat like i stated before when you go to sit down and the caretakers listen up when they go to sit down always tell them not to break the eggs to sit nice and soft use those muscles just don't slam down train yourself train the person to sit slow that way they're using muscular control and they don't get in the habit of just flopping down because that could create falls but maybe you set it up say look we're going to do that 10 times or like i said if you used to go on longer walks but you can't anymore because of fear fear of falling fear of being by yourself whatever you can set this up and simply do laps in your house stand up walk to the other end of the house turn around sit down in the chair take a deep breath stand up and do it again so you got squats and you got gait training next thing you can do to help to strengthen the upper body is you can use light dumbbells or you can literally use super vegetable cans I used to go to this woman's house who was older she lived in a condominium and she literally had zero equipment and she wasn't too keen on getting it for whatever reason I said well I could bring over some night, uh, nice light dumbbells no 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 I want to use what I have because then I can do it on my own I said okay so we did things like the sink squats we did some gait training but then I simply said look you got you know cans of corn and cans of carrots in your in your cupboard there get those down and we used them like dumbbells so you, they sit in the chair, you know, again, if it's a wheelchair, fine. If it's a, if you're older and you're, you're worried about your balance and all that, you know, sit in a kitchen chair. But we can do things like curls where you literally put your arm down at your side and you're curling up the weight, so to say, or the cans. You can do curls and we can do really good form and we, you know, we count and we make it rhythmical and we do it with the breathing. We can do side raises with those to where we push the cans out to the side so we're working on our deltoids. If they're strong enough and don't have too many shoulder problems, they can do overhead presses with those cans of corn or cans of peas or, or whatever, cans of carrots, it doesn't matter. Uh, get super heavy cans if you can. And uh, But you know that is a good recipe right there. So there are curls you can do. I mean, obviously if you have light dumbbells, use light dumbbells, but we can do curls, we can do side raises, we can do shoulder presses. We always tell everybody to let pain be the guide. In other words, if something bothers an old injury, a rotator cuff or something, I say, okay, we don't do that. We're going to do everything we can do, though, that doesn't cause pain because everything we can do makes us better and eventually we can probably do what causes pain right now. So those are some things we can do and I encourage caretakers because this came from a person who does home health and does caretaking you know to do it with them because it makes them feel good naturally you got a spot and all but if not and you feel confident in their ability not to follow whatever you know you do it with them you can model good form they like it they feel like they're being a part of something 
and these are just exercises that can dramatically help the LDLs, uh, ADLs, LDLs too. Always helps low density lipoprotein cholesterol, but it helps the ADLs. Now, I'll just finish by saying, I was talking a little bit earlier about the beauty of strength. I tell trainers and I tell clients, you know, when we're trying to get stronger, we want to push the envelope with it. We want the hard to feel easier, all right? So what I mean on that is sometimes you, people who are pretty highly functioned or whatever, you know, they're working out and they're, they're pretty fit and everything, but they get really nervous when we start getting heavier. And I say, look, when we're working on strength, we want to push this envelope a little bit. We want to push it to the point where it does feel kind of intimidating, you know, obviously not to the point of you don't have a spotter and you get stuck. No, 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 no. But at least one day a week on each area that you train, push it to the point of that this feels really heavy because then you go back and when you more of your normal weight, normal reps, you start saying to yourself, this actually feels light. And that is one of the most remarkable things, one of the best lessons we can get from strength training. We push it heavy in good form, always in good form, but we push it heavy at times. So the normal feels easy. All right. Now, hopefully you're picking up on that analogy for life as well. So if we challenge ourselves to push things, push, push, push to where now the normal feels very doable. That's the beauty of strength training. Okay. So like I got this new leg press here at the gym and I really, really like it. All right. So I can comfortably do right now like three 45 pound plates on each side. So six 45 pound plates on the leg press, like pretty deep form. I had a knee injury over the summer. That's a lot better now, but still, you know, a little careful with it, but uh, good form and all. All right. But see the last, actually the second last set that I do is I go up to eight plates, four on each side. Form is still good, but not as low in the range of motion as it is slightly heavier. And it definitely doesn't feel as comfortable. I start making sure that I'm keeping my hands on the safeties a little closer. Like I'm not overly comfortable with it if you get my drift, all right? And I do like 10 of those or so. Then I rack it. And then after I rest, 30 seconds, a minute, whatever, I go back to the three plates on each side just to teach myself a lesson. I'll say, Rob, see how light this actually feels now when I push it. And, you know, hopefully down the road, it'll be four is normal, five is heavy, you know, whatever. But when we keep striving, then what was once difficult now is easy. And that is the beauty of strength. And if we can teach that to our seniors, to people who like maybe are super uncomfortable about stepping up on a step or reaching up into the counter to get their own thing or going up into the cabinet and get their own thing or moving a piece of furniture. Like, like if we can say, all right, yeah, this is all very challenging right now, but we're going to work on these tasks even more difficult when I'm here. That way the mundane seems very simple for you because then we build confidence and we want to build self-efficacy because self-efficacy 
means that competence leads to confidence and confidence leads to competence. So it is so important to have confidence, but we can't have confidence if we're not competent. If we haven't done anything, there's nothing to feel confident about. So our job as caretakers, our job as trainers is to help a person get to the point where they have self-efficacy in taking care of themselves, all right? There's a huge, huge correlation between these two jobs, all right? So it's a great topic. Keep them coming. This one's all the way from Pennsylvania, but you know what? It's all the way from Daytona too, meaning plenty of people out here have these same questions. All right, now it's time to thank our second sponsor, chiropractic physician, Dr. Doris Antos. She's on Granada Boulevard in Ormond Beach, and she is great at what she does. She stays fit. I mean, she stays fit. You know, a lot of chiropractic physicians do. They're into wellness. They're into taking care of themselves, and she absolutely will help you get what you need. Don't wait until there's a problem. I always tell people that. Keep chiropractic and massage part of your lifestyle, because if we do that, then we don't need them per se, and I just made air quotes, but you get the point. All right, and I will put all of her information in the show notes as well. Until next time, have yourself a great weekend. Be max fit, be max well.